You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. We are joined here today by a new guest, uh, a first-timer, and he's going to be providing us with a, a migration and habitat update from Missouri. So with that, I'm happy to welcome in a good friend of mine, Dr. Andy Radicke, Migratory Game Bird Coordinator for Missouri Department of Conservation. Andy, welcome to the podcast. Well, Mike, thanks. I really appreciate being on today. And we have uh, occasionally connected with uh, some of your counterparts in the Mississippi Flyway. Uh, and actually, we'll have some discussions with uh, some of your counterparts out west here also in this this kind of general time frame of mid to late December. And Missouri is, is of course, an important area for for waterfowl and you guys have done a remarkable job through the year with a lot of your wetland management uh, and, and harvest management and and you also are one of the states that occasionally I believe every two weeks I'll ask you for some specifics on this uh, conduct some of your uh, some type of surveys and we like to reach out to those people with that data because you know we're all about data to find out what's the latest on on waterfowl, their migrations, uh, who's holding all the ducks. And then also we'd like to talk about kind of how hunter success has been. So uh, we had Frank Nelson on last year, I think, to talk with us about how things were going in Missouri. Uh, but this year we get the man himself, Dr. Radicke. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. And I guess to start with Andy, uh, you know, we will, we will have you back some other time where people can hear more about your background personally and professionally for these bonus episodes, we try to keep them just sort of short and sweet uh, relative to what people, what we're seeing out there. So for starters, frame up for our listeners that may not be familiar with the nature of the waterfowl surveys that you conduct uh, there in your state. Where are they conducted? How are they conducted? And then I guess how frequently are they conducted? Yeah, you bet, Mike. It, the way we've done waterfowl surveys has continued to evolve. Where we're at today is every manager does a ground count at least every other week. And then if they expect things have changed, they'll do a count on that off week. Now, the other thing we do is the managers in each part of the state, they'll go up and do an aerial survey twice a year. And the reason we do that is it gives them a chance to assess habitat from the air to see how their wetland is looking as well as the wetlands in the surrounding area. And it gives them a chance to kind of calibrate their counts from the, the air versus ground, uh, just kind of for a benchmark, if you will. Now, the other thing that we do is we count do our counts typically early in the week on a Monday or Tuesday. And the reason we do this is we assume the hunting pressure has been the highest on the weekends. And we focus our counts on all the state and federal refuges in Missouri. So it's a coordinated effort between the Fish and Wildlife Service and the state and do those counts on that 
on those days. A few years ago, we did a, a broader study to look and see how well that assumption held true. And it really did. We just have limited habitat in Missouri. It's hunted very hard. And so with lots of hunting pressure, the bulk of the birds uh, are going to be on the refuges during the hunting season. And so um, we feel pretty comfortable that we're getting a pretty good uh feel for what the numbers of ducks are in Missouri by focusing on refuges, both state and federal. But there are some privately managed wetland complexes in Missouri, but I just want to be clear, those are not included in the numbers that you that you uh, come up with on a semi-monthly basis, right? Exactly. We just focus on the the publicly managed refuges. So you're absolutely right. There are some other private holdings that can hold, you know, substantial numbers of birds at, at times. And some of those, especially in the confluence area over in St. Louis, the Illinois folks fly, actually fly those on their survey. So they're, they're getting covered that way. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Well, look at that. I, I learned something from the Missouri guys about what the Illinois guys are doing. They sneak over the border every now and then. <laughs> uh, Andy, remind me. All right. So we're recording this episode here on December 22nd. So early Merry Christmas to you, Andy. The, the numbers that we're going to talk about here in just a moment, when were these surveys conducted? Uh, yeah. Let's, so just answer that question for me. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got two. We've got the numbers from last week, uh, Monday and Tuesday. And then I, I have received some numbers from this week. But the bottom line is they really haven't changed. Okay. And these are these would be the ground-based counts that we'd be talking about here? Yeah. With the exception of Southeast Missouri, they did fly that yesterday. Well, let's see. How do you want to start this, Andy? You can give me some highlights of, um, of what you're seeing in terms of duck numbers. You can, if you wanted to, you can kind of step through a progression of what things have been like, generally speaking, this year. Um, I can, having spoken with a lot of other state biologists, I can probably guess what you're going to tell me about how this waterfowl season has transpired, but maybe that's a useful place to start. And then we can talk specifically about what it is that you've seen here in the past week or so. Yeah, it's, well, the last three years, every year I keep saying, man, this is a crazy year. But when you keep saying it's a crazy year every year, then I don't know what that means. And, <laughs> but it has been a crazy year. Uh, we, like everybody, that migration in late October, in terms of numbers of ducks that migrated into Missouri, was really historic. And for the last 20 years, we just haven't seen that substantial of migration that early in October. Um, but since then, we really haven't had any substantial migration events. We've seen it in gradual transition where we've, you know, been picking up mallards gradually and losing birds, other species, pintail, gadwall, shovelers, kind of gradually as it's gone. Um, but as a result, it's been a really unusual year just in terms of the, I, the way I like to think of it, we always talked about having a predictable migration around Veterans Day, where you'd see the biggest first push of mallards. You might actually be losing some early season migrants, but really that is typically when the big change occurs. And this year that was in, you know, that mid to late October. And, and since then, not much change. Our numbers, looking at our count last week statewide, we had uh, about just over 700,000 ducks which compared to the last 20 years is about right on average. It's 
lower than what we've experienced the most recent five years, which is closer to almost a million ducks at this time of year. And so, but long-term it's, it's about where you'd expect. Now, I know it was a bit dry in Missouri early on. How have habitat conditions uh, changed, I guess, since late October? What are we looking at over there in Missouri in terms of habitat conditions uh, as of now? We have not been effective in our rain dance. We've tried <laughs> and it has not worked. It has been dry. We've, it's still 40% of the state is abnormally dry or experiencing drought. Um, it's really hit the west part of the state uh, around Truman Reservoir, uh, Four Rivers, Shell Osage, those areas. They just have not had much water. And so a lot of wetland habitat that we'd often see inundated with good duck producing habitat, holding habitat is dry. Uh, Truman Reservoir is a large reservoir when water's up, can provide great hunting. It's been really low. They've received a, a few rains, but not enough to really substantially change habitat. Um, the only place, uh, Southeast Missouri, they had a good amount of rain in October, much like Arkansas and the lower MAV. Um, but since then, you know, They've had some rains, but not not substantial amounts. And what can you tell me about harvest reports from the field? I realize we probably don't have a whole lot of data to go on at this point. You might have some local surveys that are out of some of your uh, conservation areas, but either either based on whatever limited data you might have or just kind of what you're hearing or what you're experiencing, how has the hunting success gone thus far? You know, it's it's been up and down, I, I guess. Some parts of the state, northwest Missouri, early in the season did better than I expected. Uh, north central Missouri has been doing, you know, fairly well. Like you mentioned, though, we've, we've been dealing with the same ducks now for quite some time. And so hunting is getting tough. And I, and I think, you know, when we talked about the lack of rain, I think that's been problematic in two ways. One, we just don't have the habitat that we would like. And then once birds have been here for a long time, there's really been no trigger for them to really feel the need to get out and explore and pioneer and be looking for that newly flooded habitat. So, uh, you know, that's, I think, been a, a tough one. This message, the, the message that you shared, Andy, is like a wash, rinse, repeat type of thing that pretty much everyone I have spoken with has offered some variation of that very story. I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, there might have even been some zones in, in Missouri that missed out on that early cold weather in October. I think a common colleague of ours was kind of lamenting the fact that the Missouri hunting season has not yet opened. And whenever we had that, you know, almost near record cold in, in October, do I have that right? Or am I thinking about some other state? No, you're absolutely right. And we, and this could be a whole nother topic, but we base our hunting season dates on, on hunter pinion. We do workshops around the state. We do in a survey and, and we set season date formulas for five year periods. And it's both times in the last, well, 10 years ago. And then most recently, it's just really surprising surprise me. Uh, people really desire later seasons. And even in the workshops, we'll present the data, highlight how important November hunting is, and still they want later seasons. Now this time, they it, it was not quite as strong. And so we'll actually be seeing beginning next year, the seasons 
in the north zone and middle zone opening a little bit earlier than they they have recently. And this year, ironically, the north zone opened the latest as, as ever had. And it's a year we've had the biggest migration, the earliest we've ever had. So great timing. Yeah, setting duck harvest season date, you know, uh, zones and splits is uh, is one of those things where you wish you had a crystal ball. There's there's almost some bet hedging that probably goes into the thought process of people when formulating their preferences, and you know, kind of certainly whenever uh, you you all are evaluating those preferences and that feedback. So it's it's a tough one, and yeah, we're going to talk about that a bit with uh, Ken Babcock and Dale Humberg, some of your good friends on some other episodes that we have in the works, uh, the, the whole evolution of zones and splits and what it is that we try to achieve with those. So that's a that's a sort of a good tease for that upcoming conversation. So thank you. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Thank you for that, Andy. I want to shift back to our conversation about the numbers that you've seen here in the past couple of weeks. Are there any conservation areas, any species or any aspect of what you saw uh, here recently that jump out that that we would be worth talking about? The one, I guess it's not just this week, but perhaps the biggest change we've noticed in the last couple of years is the change in migration patterns of, of white fronts. Um, you know, geese, we've just... It used to be that we would hear them flying over in in late October and you might see some land and, you know, the next day they'd be gone. And and this year we've been holding, you know, roughly 40,000 geese, white fronts all fall, which is really unusual. And and the other part of it, I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens. The last couple of years, we haven't even really seen them that many at this time of year, but usually about now through the beginning of February, we've seen, you know, much higher numbers throughout the state than we have historically. So it's kind of unique. This year, it's the first time we've maintained this number of white fronts throughout the season. And it'll be really interesting to see what translates and what happens from here through the beginning of February in regards to those. Yeah, what's happening with white fronts uh, and their kind of, uh, I shouldn't even say kind of, their northward shift during during fall and winter is, is definitely something we have on our radar in terms of a topic that we want to discuss that I know is going to be of interest to a lot of our, our hunters. And it's kind of interesting and fun to see the hunters respond to the birds and how they're staying farther north. And increasingly you hear about uh, how hunters respond. And so you got these birds around, well, hunters are going to start taking advantage of that resource. And increasingly, you hear about white front hunting becoming more common, becoming a more common pursuit. And I imagine you are seeing that among your Missouri hunters as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even three or four years ago, you would have been hard pressed to find a, a waterfall hunter that would have white front decoys in their garage. You know, they just they just don't didn't have any reason to. But now you're absolutely right. You're seeing people that are throughout the state targeting white fronts 
in addition to just in Southeast Missouri. Uh, and Andy, let's see here as we move on in this conversation, rem- uh, you, how many zones do you have in Missouri and where do we stand relative to th- those zones in terms of how much longer, how much more hunting opportunity do we have in those? Yeah, the uh, north zone, it closes the first week of January and then the middle zone is open, I believe, to the 12th, just a little bit about a, a week longer. And then the South zone is open till January 31st. And the other thing that I'll say, I, you sound fairly confident in those dates, but I also like to encourage our listeners, make sure you double check our regulations. I don't want Andy to get in trouble if he says the 12th instead of the 13th or something of that nature. I have been known to say a wrong date before, so I just want to provide that, that, that caveat. Well, I hope. I appreciate that because as I was saying that, I was looking for my waterfall digest just to make sure I gave you the right one. <laughs> she might have been. I realize I catch people off guard with those numbers, uh, with those questions. Sometimes uh, listeners may think that, oh, the waterfowl, state waterfowl biologist ought to have those dates memorized. But when you start talking about different zones and splits and when you are involved in conversations with other states on how they're doing their zones and splits and dates, it's easy to let those dates get mixed up one with another. So yeah, yeah always double that. check those regular. Yeah. Always double check those regulations. Um, so Andy, what else do we want to talk about here with regard to what you might have observed um, any uh, either on the survey or what you might be observing with regard to weather forecast? Uh, you know, we always as waterfowl hunters look look seven to 10 days out to see what might be moving down and, and how that might influence birds. Anything that you can share in, uh, at with either of those? Yeah, well, good question. It's the weather recently has been up and down. Today, it's a shirt sleeve weather in in central Missouri anyway, but that's all going to change beginning tomorrow. There's going to be a fairly significant cold front. Uh, Temperatures are supposed to be down in the teens in northern Missouri, highs in the low 30s, but it's going to warm back up to highs in the 40s, you know, as far as the long range forecast goes which is really unusual. You typically in North Missouri, especially, you can pretty much bank on things uh, freezing up, icing over right around the 8th to 10th of December. And so, you know, the North Zone hunters in Missouri, you know, they're living on borrowed time, so to speak, as far as the hunting season goes, especially the shallow water hunters. And, but the, the long-term forecast looks like you know, we'll have a couple of days of probably some fairly significant ice, but I would expect even the shallow water hunting, if a person's willing to break ice, you know, that they'll have that opportunity into the new year. And I know snow cover at latitudes north of you is also an important influencer of uh, waterfowl mi- duck migration, waterfowl migration, certainly among those more cold hardy birds that can exploit the grain that may be available in agricultural fields. Are you, what, do you, what do you know about how much snow cover we have in the uh, upper Midwest north of Missouri? There's not a lot, is it? No. In fact, I was talking to the waterfall biologist from Minnesota last week, and he said they had maybe a quarter inch of snow in Bemidji in northern Minnesota and not very much ice. And I was being desperate to get an idea of ice. So I was checking ice fishing reports in North and South Dakota, and the ice fishermen were lamenting how long they're having to wait to have good ice to to be able to drive on or, you know, to go out and, and fish. So I think things are, it's things are frozen up up there, but not really 
like where it would be a foot of ice and where they're driving cars on it like they would be in a typical year at this time. And even for those species that such as mallards uh, and even green winged teal, some of the field feeding uh, ducks, as long as they've got some open water in the rivers, they're going to take advantage of that. We all know that. And and it's going to take some really cold temperatures and some snow uh, to to cover up those food resources. So, yeah, man, the. Um, it feels like it feels like time is slipping away from us here this hunting season. Uh, we still have over a month here in the south, uh, but but nevertheless, like I said, you look seven to ten days out, and you can you can kind of almost scratch off in some respects the prospects of good good luck during those uh, during those dates as we're looking at the forecast so we need a change in the weather and uh, you need to figure out some other kind of dance to do andy i don't know if i, I if know you can figure that, <laughs> that out yes I, i've been trying you know and the other thing it's been interesting in north missouri in particular even though they haven't had ice some of the that much ice there's been some but some of the refuges are have begun to lose ducks uh northwest missouri is down to about half of what they were and you know talking to the managers up there you know, they, there's just not much food on the landscape anymore, especially in the, the, you know, the flooded habitats and, and over in the confluence area, you know, kind of have heard the same thing where their duck numbers in places have declined. And I, I would expect it's more, you know, given it's been so dry and places that have had water on them for a long time, you know, those, those food resources have probably been depleted or getting close to being depleted. As waterfowl hunters, we all know that hope springs eternal. So we will continue to be optimistic for the remainder of this season. Uh, things can change quickly and you know, meteorologists are wrong a good percentage of the time. So we can all cheer for them to be uh, wrong with regard to some of what they're forecasting here a little, a little ways out. And then we can hope for those of us that have some remaining hunting opportunities in January that things do turn around to a more favorable atmosphere uh, for moving these ducks around and giving, giving us an opportunity opportunity to, to take a few of them. So, uh, Andy, unless you have anything else, I believe we've about covered all that I wanted to. I appreciate you giving us a quick update here, but just in, in closing, any other any other remarks? No, I think it's, like you said, hope springs eternal and there's still some season left. Things could change and, and it's, I'm already starting to think about next year as well. And in Missouri, we still have a lot of goose season left. And so, uh, typically the Canada goose hunting, uh, the best time to do that is in January. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that there'll be some really, some good goose hunting opportunity here in the next few weeks. Very good. Thank you for that, Andy. And hey, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I hope you stay, have a good uh, holiday season. Stay safe, get out, chase a few animals and look forward to catching up with you sometime in 2021. All right. I appreciate it, Mike. Merry Christmas. A special thanks to our guest on today's episode, Dr. Andy Radicke, Migratory Game Bird Coordinator with the Missouri Department of Conservation. We appreciate his time in giving us a quick migration and habitat update from his state. As always, we thank our producer, Clay Baird, for the work he does editing these podcasts and getting them out to you. And to you, our listener, we thank you for your time and support of this podcast, and we thank you for your support, passion, and commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited.
Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.